Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast Thursday edition. Uh, Today I am joined by our lead pastor, Russell Schultz, and we are going to be starting a series over our church's values, as well as ending our conversation with a little bit of a a breakdown or some thoughts on what's happening in Afghanistan, and just maybe an example of our topic today, which is to dialogue well. Uh, One of the values of our church is dialoguing well, and we want to kind of share a little bit about what that means, what that means for us, what we hope that means for those that attend Mission City. Um, If you like this idea or you are interested in learning more, we did do a sermon over this. Uh, You can find that on our YouTube page, the Mission City Church YouTube page. Um, It is a message from last October in our We Are Mission City YouTube series. So you can go check that out there. Uh, You'll hear a little bit of a longer conversation or a longer message about what Dialoguing Well means for us there. But I want to introduce, uh, welcome Russell Schultz, uh, our lead pastor again. How are you doing today, Russell? Uh, Doing great. Doing great. Happy to be here. I think this is an important topic for... uh, Honestly, for for believers and followers of Jesus, but also just for us as human beings, as as it seems like dialoguing well has become a lost art. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. And I want to hit on one of the things that so maybe there's someone out there listening that's wondering right now, like, okay, so that. You know, even if uh, in the first you know few minutes here we've convinced you that uh, this is maybe a good human practice to have, that obviously good communication, good dialogue. But what does it have to do for me as a believer? You want to like maybe shed some light on just kind of how that spiritually impacts you, the idea of dialoguing well. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, this is you can actually find this on our website too. But basically, the our value it's written like this. It says we live in a world that is struggling to communicate effectively and by striving to create avenues for dialogue uh, centered on the gospel. We hope to help those who are far away, draw near. So that's, that's the first part of it. Like we, we, we hope that, that this will be like, will be examples to other people that will give us opportunities to tell people about Jesus and people who are far away from God will see uh, a change or transformation that has, has happened by the grace of God. Uh, and it's, it's happened because of our words and, and the way we talk to them, the way that we value them uh, as people. We also believe that communicating well also means listening. Uh, and so not just talking at people or just making a point or uh, crushing someone because we believe that we're smarter than them, but we want to listen to them as well. And when we do that, we, we believe that we're, we're practicing, um, similar similarly to the way that Jesus did. Absolutely. I love that. I mean, I think in summary, what comes to mind when we talk about dialoguing well and just kind of how you broke that down was that Jesus told us that we'd be known by the way that we love one another, that that people would literally know that we are followers of Jesus because we love one another and the way that we love one another. And one of the main ways that we do that is through effective communication, through dialoguing well with one another, through the honor and respect and care that we have for each other, whether it be through, uh, through a text, through a phone call, through a face-to-face communication. But uh, however that looks, looks, we want to make sure that we're honoring and caring for each other in those conversations. And I'll add one more just kind of scripture reference here as well. Um, I, I think of the situation where Jesus had with the woman at the well in John chapter 4, 
Uh, first off, Jesus obviously has some some intentional communication there. He he has a an, an intentional dialogue with this woman, uh, but it's he's he's conveying more than just the words that he's saying. He's trying to enlighten her that he is the Savior. He is the one to come. Uh, she even has this kind of revelation that he's a prophet at one point and, and tells him that. Um, but then he, his disciples come and they marvel at his uh, communication and the fact that he's communicating with a, a Samaritan woman as a, as a Jewish man in the time period. And she's alone at this well by herself. It's a very odd situation for the culture and time period. Um, but her testimony ends up being incredibly effective as she returns to her village, sharing what has taken place, sharing the conversation that she's had with Jesus and the way that he loved and cared for her. Um, someone who most Jewish men at the time would not have uh, a care for or an honor or respect for, but, but because of the way that Jesus uh, cares for her in that dialogue, uh, it, it goes and, and she ends up sharing with, you know, many people, her entire village that he is the savior and he is the one to come. And, and it's just a, a, an awesome, uh, just kind of example of the positive impact of what dialoguing well looks like. And so we want to love each other. Well, we want to have respect and honor for each other. And that's part of why we believe it's important to dialogue. Well, uh, now, I also think that this kind of hits in some specific things of our culture, our time period. And so I want to bring this up to you, Russell, and just hear kind of what you might think about this. Uh, as I was kind of doing some research here, it looks like there's a number of places that talked about how uh, during the pandemic, uh, less communication we have with one another, uh, the more suspicious we become of one another. And I've certainly seen that to be true myself through conversations with friends, through social media. Um, I, my guess is that, that most of us have have seen a, a rise in suspicion or just uh distrust uh, between uh, fellow uh, believers or even just fellow human beings. And so uh, I'm interested to hear kind of maybe what you, how you feel about that. Yeah. I mean, well, Jake, you're pretty much suspicious of everybody. That's very true. I was just, I'm just naturally <laughs> suspicious. You are. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, anytime you get further and further away from, you know, it could be your neighbor, it could be a, a people group that you don't know. Um, there, there, there becomes less understanding and then, and then we fill the gaps with our own assumptions, um, as well. And so I think just being told like, Hey, we have to stay indoors. And this isn't like saying, Hey, that was bad, right or wrong. It's just saying like be, being, being locked down and then also just trying to not be close or social distancing from one another. I, there, there has probably been some psychological impact to us as a society, that just goes, all right, I'm going to be close to my inner circle and I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, this is who I'm for, this is who I'm going to protect. I'm going to fight for this. And if you're not a part of that, then I'm going to question that. And I think that's, that also, I mean, if you look throughout human history, that's a very, that's a very common practice. We're very tribal, uh, and we're very tribal people. And so we belong, when we find a place where we belong, we do whatever we can to protect that. And, um, and so it just seems like maybe our circles have gotten a little bit smaller, uh, because, uh, maybe they needed to for, for the medical purposes, uh, or maybe we wanted them to be smaller and we, we were like, thank God for that. But I, I mean, I don't think it's a good thing. I think we need to like take time to like listen to people, learn their stories. I remember the first time, um, I, I met someone from a different like, uh, background than me and I, they saw the world differently. And I realized that just because they saw the world differently didn't make them the enemy or they weren't wrong. Like they, they just saw the world differently. And I'm not talking about like 
you know, closed hand theological issues. I'm just saying they just had a complete different perspective. And I used to fight with those people because I was like, no, I have to be right. And now it's like, no, I want to learn from those people. I love that. I, yeah, absolutely. I, and I think that's kind of what our hope is that we can bring kind of maybe more people to that conclusion that it's, it's actually a, a better thing to, for me to, to humble myself, to, to want to learn, to want to listen uh, to those around me, as opposed to just having my ideas and wanting to be right about everything all the time. And, and when we get isolated and when we kind of tighten those circles, as you were talking about that, that just lends itself to uh, that, that rightness or that wanting to think that we have everything figured out, just our, our small community here. Um, but it does become difficult in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of uh, some social distancing orders and in the midst of just trying to stay healthy and safe. Um, and so we get that and it makes it very difficult. Um, and so we want to kind of also, as we're talking about this, maybe mention a little bit about just ways that we can effectively communicate um, and how that should look in the time and space that we're currently living in. Um, you know, so much of our communication is more in, in text it's more in maybe social media it's maybe in just different ways that we can send these uh, emojis or however it may be um, but a, a lot of studies have been done and, and most experts agree that uh, nonverbal communication uh, the stuff that doesn't get translated through text messages and through social media posts or whatever um, is actually 70 to 93 percent of our communication so I bring that up just to say that as we live in this kind of digital society that we are really using a very uh, inefficient uh, and sometimes maybe even ineffective form of communication most of the time or at least in the people that I know were using that most of the time and so um, I I'm a little scared by that. <laughs> it makes me a little bit nervous, especially when we talk about wanting to be a church that dialogues well. Um, I, I wonder sometimes is, are my text conversations a good dialogue? Um, are my uh, digital, uh, is the digital space that I communicate in, is it dialoguing well? And, and, that's, a, and that's a real challenge. Um, and, and I think we both agree that uh, when you can, what we'd encourage everyone to do, when you can, when it's safe, uh, to, to have more in-person communications. It just hits differently to see someone's facial expressions, to see them react to what you say, um, and, and to not be able to just say whatever maybe comes to mind uh, without any repercussion of of seeing the hurt on someone's face or seeing the reaction that they may have. Uh, so Russell, I'm, I'm curious if, if you have any thoughts on that. I know uh, just in general, you can, you, you tend to lean a little more old school in some of those things. And uh, I'm curious what, what you think about that. I don't even, I don't really know what that means. Old, I lean old school. I don't, I would, if I didn't have to have social media, I would not have it. I will say that. Uh, but I understand that it, uh, there's a lot of people that love it and use it uh, well. Um, I do think we have to figure out how to communicate well over text. I think that's a that's a that's just a reality of the of the future going forward. Email, texting, uh, social media platforms. There's there will be conversation and communication that happens that way. Um, but I I, I probably I probably would say like if like let's say you're in a, a dating relationship or in a friendship and you're and you're fighting with this person or having a conversation with this person, it would be better to learn how to handle conflict in person than to to frankly, what we do is we just hide behind our devices. And so they make us maybe tougher than we are, or they make us not actually like 
show our emotions as, 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 as or how hurt we may have been. They allow us to be maybe a little bit more brave than they should be as opposed to like actually learning how to have conflict, learning how to work together, love one another through disagreement, love like to own up to uh, something that you've done wrong, to, to, to apologize, to learn to forgive. Like these things, uh, though they can happen in a text, uh, I think there could be more power in it if they're done face to face. And you have to fight for it too. I mean, you really do. Like some people um, are very comfortable in, in, a, in a texting conversation or in a, in a dialogue on a DM or something like that too. Uh, and you have to fight and, and move through some of the uncomfortableness, the anxiety, uh, if you're not accustomed to it, uh, to, 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 grow in this, um, to grow in this practice. A hundred percent. And so I think what we'd just like to leave kind of as we wrap up the conversation on dialoguing well, just encourage you if you can and in spaces, especially where conflict exists, to be able to have those conversations in person whenever uh, safety and space and time allows. And then to just to be conscious of uh, maybe how little actually gets communicated when it's just digitally through a screen and how we can take that extra second to just make sure that we're caring and honoring and loving each other well. Um, and when we have those face-to-face conversations to make sure that we are, are truly caring about each other and, and less concerned about making sure that we're right and more concerned about listening and learning and growing as individuals and growing in our relationship with one another and loving and caring for each other. We're going to transition now to talking a little bit about what's happening in Afghanistan. Uh, it's been a few weeks now since the Taliban took over the capital city of Afghanistan and have uh, established some sort of government there. Um, and so, Russell, I want to ask you, you know, people may be feeling any range of emotions. There's anger, sadness, frustration, uh, disappointment, maybe, uh, whatever. There, there could be a number of different things that everyone's feeling. And, and I just want to ask you kind of how you're processing. What are you maybe specifically praying? for or what are some things that we can be praying for currently that come to mind for you yeah i mean um some people will say well this is just the sign of the end times i don't know if you've heard that yet or not i have not that's new to me yeah i mean i don't think everyone does but i do think there are there are sometimes we look for um catastrophic things to look for that and i i I said this this past week on sunday but i'm not really um i'm just not really that way like I think every generation uh, since Jesus um, uh, ascended has thought that they were going to be the generation that Jesus was going to come back. And, um, and that's something that we should hope for. That's something we should desire because when he does do that, he's going to um, make the world right again. Um, but I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get caught up in trying to figure out the theories uh, of that as well other than i want to live with a heart of saying jesus come quickly like and that's that's probably where i first begin is just asking him and and leaning in and 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 and, and hoping for um for for jesus to return that's one thing um uh the second thing is uh praying for the people there um you know i think we should we should absolutely pray for the believers there i think we should absolutely pray for any citizen or any person that is in afghanistan right now the pray for the fear that's there, the um, the uncertainty, the anxiety, um, the unknown, and just praying that God would move in a mighty way. Uh, there, pray for, but do pray for the believers who uh, it seems like they might experience more persecution. Um, uh, pray for the women there who have uh, it seemed like they had more uh, 
potential opportunities for education and just opportunity in general. And now it seems like, um, though it, it seems, it sounds like it's promised different, but it, it also could look like it might revert back to what it once was. Um, and then lastly, um, you know, uh, I would say, so pray for the soldiers that have either served their families who have lost someone there who are just dealing with like, Hey, like I lost my son there. or I lost my daughter there. I lost my friend there. I lost people in my unit there who are, you know, they risk their lives, um, for, uh, for a season, uh, in Afghanistan. And they might just be asking why. And I think we have to, like, if you have a friend who, you know, as sort of our worship pastor encouraged me to do his name's Evan. He said, um, if you have a friend who, you know, that served in Afghanistan, like check in on them, like reach out to them, see how they're doing to make sure they're okay. Dialogue with them. Like, don't, I mean, you can text them, but it like, maybe like go over to their house. Cause like maybe they need a hug. Maybe they need to feel your your hand on their shoulder. Maybe they need to see you like mourn with them, um, and be with them. So that would be my encouragement. That's great. Uh, I would just like to add as well, kind of in the same line as what you were saying, for anyone who is struggling with their thoughts and feelings uh, about what's taken place there, uh, maybe it's the the army service, the service members who have lost their lives. Maybe it's uh, the response. Maybe uh, for whatever reason, um, you could be sh- just really struggling with this. I just I just encourage you to find someone that you trust to process these thoughts and feelings. Maybe it's a, a pastor. Maybe it's a, a friend or uh, a coworker or somebody that, you know that you can just you, you know that you have safety with that you can trust and, and just dialogue with them you know we've we've spent the first half of this podcast talking about how to dialogue well how to have quality conversations with one another that build each other up and and show love and care for each other so i just encourage you please please find somebody that you trust and that you know cares about you that you can dialogue with that you can process your thoughts and feelings with um, and you, you know will care for you in the end um, my prayer one of the things that that is striking me right now it's no secret that uh, as, as we sit here in America that there's been conflict there there's been war that there's been uh, lives lost in this conflict that's happened between us and uh, at times in Afghanistan and Iran Iraq and, and throughout the Middle East um, it, and I just I just pray for my brothers and sisters, my fellow believers, to have a broad worldview and an understanding that uh, the world is full of believers. The world is full of individuals who need prayer, who need care, who need love, that we are all, regardless of race, nationality, skin color, uh, beliefs, uh, whatever it may be, that we are all children of God, that that we are, are worthy of love and care and honor for each other. And I just, like, I, I know of people in my life who um, are just kind of enraged at just the situation, but, but also like the people group. And, and I would just challenge in the most loving way possible that it is not a, a, a fundamentally like Christian way to respond to, to hate a people group for what a specific group of, uh, of, of, a, of a nationality or of a country has done. Um, 
we are we are called to more than that. We're called to love people regardless. We're called to care for people regardless. We're called to have uh, uh, honor and respect for people regardless. So my prayer has just been for for our worldview as believers uh, to be broadened to pray for those that may not look like us, act like us, think like us, and uh, and just to have love and respect for for everyone involved and for everyone that we can. I know that can be so difficult at times. It can be so difficult to to not understand why someone would think a certain way, to not understand why someone would do something, to not understand why someone would uh, hurt someone or or even a group of people or persecute a group of people. And, and it can just be devastating um, to even have it cross our minds to, to, to care for someone like that. But I just want to just I just want to pray for our, our fellow believers to take that into account um, and to be praying for uh, not only just U.S. citizens, not only for fellow believers, not only for those that they like, uh, but that those that they may disagree with, for those that they may that may have hurt them, for those that they may have um, just created a sense of like anger and resentment towards. Uh, so that's my prayer for for what's happening there, um, and I just I just wish that we would all uh, see everyone in the world as a child of God that, that's worthy of love and honor and respect regardless of what they've done. So I think that's how Jesus saw people. Uh, that's just what I think. So um, Russell, that's about it for me. Do you have any thoughts to kind of wrap us up here? Uh, yeah, I think this is a great great first go at it. You know, I think this is going to be a fun conversation that we can have. Uh, as we talk through numerous issues, well, th- this this podcast will be hopefully about dialoguing well, and you'll get to see Jake and I have conversations, disagree, encourage, uh, and we'll bring in other people too to be a part of it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission State Church podcast. Mission State Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have two community groups that meet every other Tuesday and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.